0: Welcome back to another episode of The Bird Flock. We've got another guest here with us today, the newly extended punter of the Montreal Alouettes, Joseph Zima. Joseph, first of all, thanks for taking the time and uh, hopping on with us here today.
1: No worries. Glad to be here. It's always good to uh, get out and, and talk to somebody uh, about the football.
0: Yeah, and we want to start it here quickly. Um, obviously, you're, you're out there from from Australia, and we want to to get to know more about that and and more about where you grew up and and stuff like that
1: yeah yeah i grew up in australia uh, down in melbourne um pretty big city so i played uh, australian football um it's not it's not rugby it's not soccer it's its own uh its own sport so if anyone wants to youtube it they can it's uh, australian rules football so I, i grew up playing that just you know like anybody else when i was little and um got to about uh probably 22 years old, Uh, the draft age back home is 18. So I, you know, tried to, you know, make the highest, uh, highest ranks that I could, but you know, just wasn't good enough. So um, I started the passion for, you know, sports and stuff. And then I found out about Pro Kick Australia. Um, So they, they're like a kicking academy, um, and they turn Australian rules footballers and even some soccer players and rugby players into uh, punters and some kickers as well. So, you know, you learn about uh, mainly about the college game down in the states um, you know you know learn all the rules make sure you know what you're doing and then they train you up and make sure you can go over there and perform which is why you're seeing a lot of guys play um, college football so yeah I trained there at the start of 2017 um, came down to San Antonio where I live now with my wife and my uh, six-month-old son now so um, it's been a life-changing experience um, but uh, yeah I've, I've been kicking a football since you know I could walk. So um it's a pretty easy skill to transition into uh punting
0: yeah you just touched on it kind of being a different game out there can you just like quickly go over some of the differences and, and the similarities that the game has
1: yeah it's uh it's really hard to compare it's got a bit of a bit of soccer a bit of football um <clears throat> so it's a big oval field It's probably 150 or 60 yards long um and almost just as wide it's an oval shape and it's got four posts at each end Six points um, to kick the ball through the middle. You get one point um, for missing either side. Um, and we run around with no pads or helmets on. Um, it's a 360-degree sport, so kind of like soccer. And, yeah, you kick the ball predominantly or handball. It does lots of tackling and bumping and physical contact. So, um, you know, it's, it's a really fun sport. I still follow my team. I get up at uh, all hours of the night to, to watch them because of the time difference. Um, so I still love it and I still keep up with it all.
0: Yeah so and, and you just did say that a lot of guys a lot of Australians do do come over to like North America. How did they find you and really how did that process you you coming over?
1: Yeah so um the Pro Kick Academy uh Nathan Chapman and uh, John Smith they they do a lot of um they've done a lot of networking and really established themselves as you know if you want an Australian punny you go to those guys and they I was there in 2017 and they've been doing it since maybe 2013 so maybe 10 years now or so when I was there there was maybe 20 guys um you know training and now they've got 40 guys in Melbourne 20 guys in Adelaide Perth all over the place now so they've just built such a good reputation and a great network that you know if a college coach needs you know a a punter one year or for four years they they know where to go and then they they kind of hand pick who's training who's ready to go who would fit which school um what you know what the coaches are looking for whether they want someone that can spiral from the pocket or roll out and kick some Aussie stuff so it's really kind of like a a shop you just go in and pick what you want and (laughs) send them over
0: (laughs) how tough was that like you adapting to moving to North America and and leaving your family and, and stuff like that
1: it was good I mean um it was an experience. Like I said, that that kind of stage of my life, I was I was deciding either I just finished my degree, so I was either just going to get a a job, you know, and and just continue on with my uh, profession. I did an exercise sports science degree, and I thought, you know what, I still got the passion for for sports and playing football, so I want to try and just try it out. So um, yeah, I went to ProKick for six months um, only because I had one year of eligibility left, actually. So I had to get in there quick, learn how to do it. And um, I got over there and got to San Antonio. And um, yeah, I was just 20. I think I just turned 23 um, when I got over there. So it was pretty life-changing and um, it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. I hadn't been to the United States before. And so my first time I landed in about a month later, I, I, cause I got there so late, I was playing in Fresno state um, playing my first college football season. So it was uh, it was pretty crazy. I'd I landed in August and I was done my first and last college season by November and I did some, uh, uh, an NFL, uh, what's it, like a kicking combine, um, NFL PA bowl game had, um, you know, a couple of mini camps the year after. So within nine months, I'd gone from just landing in the States to a couple of NFL camps, which is pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. Can you take us through those NFL camps? Like what, what was it like for you there? Especially like you said, you had only been there really for a year, I guess
1: yeah, it was just a whirlwind um, at that point. And I still probably knowing what I know now and being here five or six years later, I just didn't, I still couldn't quite grasp the concept of everything. I just, I knew how to punt and I knew how to hold (laughs) for field goal. And that was about it. You know, I, I know all the rules for the sports, but I just haven't, hadn't had any experience or, um, you know, any time in the game. So um, those NFL camps were probably a good motivator and, and a factor. you know, all right, this is what I can, I can get to. And this is, Um, something that I'm you know really looking forward to so it was really it was really crazy and um, yeah I went to um, Tampa Bay and the New York Jets and then I had a tryout of Jacksonville um, a couple months later and then a year after that in 2019 I signed with the uh, San Antonio Commanders in the uh, the Alliance of American Football League which is obviously defunct now but um, yeah it's it's still it's still pretty crazy it's I still can't believe it you know you have to pinch yourself sometimes um, to see where you've come from and um, you know be thankful and grateful for all of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely worked out for you. And the AAF, like you just said, I mean, it's not around anymore and it folded kind of before it even got started. But like, what was that for you like as a player in that league? And it just folds halfway through the the year.
1: It was crazy. And from a player's point of view, you didn't really see any of it happen. You may, you know, you hear rumors in the news and that, but you know, from my perspective, going into the facility and going to meetings and playing games and all that, it seemed pretty pretty regular and nothing out of the ordinary was gonna happen. And it happened during a practice actually. We were we'd played eight games, I think, and it was a Wednesday in the middle of practice. They had to call everybody in, and say, you can't stop practicing because if you get injured, you know, we can't pay for your insurance anymore. And I went to the locker room that day expecting to practice and play that week. I walked out with a bag of all my stuff and I haven't been back to the locker room since, so that was that was a crazy experience. So it's um it's pretty crazy, and uh, you know the XFL and the USFL going now as well. So um I'm, I you know I hope just for everybody's sake and opportunity's sake that they can keep going, and it's always good to watch some some football in the spring too.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you you obviously ended up coming through to the CFL to the LOS through the global draft. Yeah. Uh, what was that process like for you to have to go through and declare for a draft like that?
1: Yeah, it was um, it was pretty crazy. I'd always, you know, heard of the CFL, um, you know, even, you know, as I got here. And um, it was obviously off the back of a COVID year. So it was meant to happen in, in 2020. And, you know, they delayed the, drive, the combine. And then I think they delayed it maybe twice. And then it got canceled, obviously. So in that sense, it was kind of waiting around for a year and just making sure I was ready to go. And then finally, you know, 2021 was around. They delayed the season. But, um, you know, the draft was really cool. I got to, um, you know, Zoom meeting a lot of uh, coaches and scouts in the CFL. And it was like learning a little bit, you know, learning a new game with, you know, all the new rules, three downs, different rules on punts specifically with no fair catch, a wider field as well. So um, different balls. So it was all uh, a good experience. And, yeah, you know, it was uh, – I was really lucky enough to um, go in the first round and even luckier to go to the Alouettes. You know, I've fallen in love with the city now. I think i got really lucky, uh, you know, one of the best cities in the CFL. I think me and my wife love it up there and we've got our favorite coffee coffee spots and restaurants in the port area we love. So um, it's just been awesome and a life-changing experience and I can't wait for uh, the next couple of years now as well.
0: Mm. And speaking of those next couple of years, like I said before, you signed that extension. Um, <clears throat> how important is it for you to sign it like this year and not have to play out the, the remainder of your contract and sign next year?
1: Yeah, it was... Um... It's something I hadn't thought about too much is really the first time that I've been you know under a contract and then it kind of coming to an expiry um in a sense um but you know I was just more happy that I could sign back with the Alouettes as well and I'm not sure but you know the global salaries uh, are a little less than the minimum in the CFL but um you know and the CBA changed that anyway this year so it was just good to um to stay with the Owls. and you know like I said I love that Love the place, love the players and the coaches, and it's a really good environment. And um, you know, it's it's a really exciting year this year, so it was a, a no brainer in the end.
0: Mm. And and speaking of the CFL, a, a lot of faces change very often in free agency and stuff like that because it's a lot yeah. of you know one year contracts. And you're you're gonna have a new team, teammate uh, in Bulasa, a new yeah. Um, Have you had a chance to talk to him? I, I know I talked to Kote. A uh, couple of days ago, and he said he hadn't had a chance to, to talk to him yet.
1: No, nah, yeah, it's the offseason is kind of weird. You, you kind of uh, not necessarily wait for training camp, but I might message him in the next couple of weeks. We haven't spoken yet, but there's not a lot you can really do until you get there and, um, you know, start snapping and catching and, you know, getting used to each other. It'll take a little adjustment just to pick up his, um, you know, just the way he gets down and in, in his stance and more the field goal snapping and getting laces right for Dave. True, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, he's um he's been the CFL for a while, so um I'm always looking to learn off um off the more experienced guys, and um you know, you know, making a, a really good field goal unit and punt team out of it.
0: Yeah, you just you just touched on my next question, and how long do you really see that adjustment period for his snapping for you guys to get that? Because I'm sure over your life you've had several so snappers that you've worked with, so you know yeah. you normally know the the amount of time that it should take.
1: Yeah. I mean, like um, PL last two years, he's a lefty. So the the ball spins the other way, um, you know, and Alpiza, I'm pretty sure he's a right-handed. So um, look, it should, it shouldn't take more than a week or so to get it really good to start with. And then a couple of weeks after that to really perfect it. So, um, and what's, what's handy is, uh, you know, we're on the sidelines all the time as opposed to having a quarterback um, on field goals. So we'll be able to just get reps and reps and reps and, um you know while we're not we're not punting or doing field goal we'll just be out there catching as many snaps as we can and just getting used to timing and stuff so it's usually an adjustment period but it doesn't take that long it'll be well and truly done by um the first three season game for sure
0: mm-hmm. and like you kind of said before you know the three downs thing instead of four downs when you first came here did you ever get caught off guard and, and forget that you had to be on the field on third down if they if they needed you out there
1: um I haven't on third down it was funny in the. uh It was the very first game back. uh, When was it? It was against Edmonton in 2021. So, my first game back after a long time. And I almost forgot about the extra point (laughs) on Google because I'd been in, I hadn't played since the Alliance in 2019, COVID year. And then 2021, it was delayed. So, um, I haven't forgotten about a punt yet, but I will say I nearly forgot uh, the extra (laughs) point on Google. I think we, I'm pretty sure it was a touchdown. Uh, we had a pun return touchdown. So I was celebrating with all the guys. I like, oh, you're not going to be out there. <laughs> so hopefully that won't happen again.
0: <laughs> and and now I just want to, I want to move off to the the off field here. And like I just said, I had I David Cote on a couple of days ago and I talked to him. Uh, he said that, you know, not, not even just on the field, but off the field, you guys spend a lot of time together, whether it's golfing or watching other games and, and stuff like that. So, you being from Australia and then going to the United States moving to Montreal is a foreign place for you obviously, but how much has he helped you, you know, especially a guy from Quebec as he helped you off the field and, and making you feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, it's been good. It's, um, we kind of laugh because of that of accents and stuff. Um, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Different accents and stuff. So, um, He's, he's helped me a lot just getting around and honestly reading some some documents that are in French and being my translator a bit but um it's uh it's good fun yeah he's helped me a lot like different coffee shops and maybe the first year you know you know choosing where to live um you know steering me in the right direction so um yeah we get along really well off the field obviously we spend a lot of time together in the locker room and we're out on the field so we've become uh you know really good friends so it's um that's another reason honestly why you, You know you re-sign I I know that he re-signed as well so Mm -hmm. it was um just that just that continuity and people you know and yeah you know you become really good friends with everybody so it's been really good so far.
0: Yeah and and speaking of you having to find a place to live and everything the first year that you came here what was that process like like had you come down here to look at houses or was it just like We're gonna have to look at pictures and, and hope for the best?
1: Honestly, yeah, it was, I mean, there was the first year back, so I didn't, you know, pull the trigger on anything too quickly, you know, I just still wanted to uh, make the team, you know, get through training camp and make sure I was on the roster and the team has a, um, a place in the city where a lot of guys get housed, so I stayed there for a little while Then I was able to get an Airbnb for the last couple of months, obviously with the shorter season, so, um, and then I subleased from uh, somebody else last year, it was actually a uh in, uh in B.C., so you know we have a little a little network um, of guys around the league. So and he's been fortunate enough as well to um, to lend me his place. So you know we all we all kind of connect and mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, it's a good place. It's probably not too far from from where we train and, and practice. So it's a good joint.
0: Yeah, and, and I know now that that you're out there in Texas and and living there in the off season. So you have the access to a field and and everything where it's not covered in snow. So can you kind of take us through a typical off season, you know, t- yeah. training plan for, for what a punter would do?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, down here in Texas, it gets hot pretty quick. We've already had days um, above 30, um, 30 degrees at Celsius. Um, but yeah, I asked Dave what, what he's doing and it's all snowy and he he can't sleep for a little while. He's, he kicks it in indoor field, which is good. But yeah, I usually take um, at least a month off or six weeks after the season just to give the body a rest. It's a long season. And um you know, especially once the colder months come around, it um, takes a toll on the body. So I make sure I give myself a good break physically and mentally as well. And then I'm usually right now I'm gymming probably three times a week. I'm going to cut it back a little just to, you know, get rested for training camp and then a kicking uh, and punting three, you know, three times a week uh, as well. So, uh, I, and again, I'm probably going to take a little, little rest and then the week leading into training camp on a bit more. So, um, Yeah, usually just make sure that, you know, mobile, obviously the big one is, you know, not getting injured or, um, you know, any mishaps or anything, make sure I'm improving on the punny all the time and, you know, new tricks up the, up the sleeve and all that kind of stuff. So, um, usually pretty chill. It's, um, there's, you know, there's times in the, in the off season where you need to relax and then times we need to up the ante and, you know, we've got a good uh, training staff and strength team. So. They give us um, programs to, to follow. So we're all prepared to ready to go come training camp.
0: Yeah. And how, how long would you say your normal training practice is in the offseason?
1: Um, I usually punt for, uh, I'm probably out in the field for an hour and a half, um, you know, start from the start of stretch to the last ball being kicked. So I usually kick um, probably eight, eight balls in a set and I probably go up and back seven or eight times or 10 times or so so somewhere around that you know 80 to 100 ball mark um but again you don't want to overkick because you can start getting you get tired you can get injured and you, you can start getting lazy and you know your technique can can vary when your you know, legs tired you do some different things you don't want to pick up bad habits so it's very much a kind of a balancing act between uh you know wanting to get the reps in but also just making sure that um your body's all good
0: Yeah, and I just got one last question for you. And I don't know if you've seen any of our episodes, but we always end with one question that has really nothing to do about football, just because we know that you guys are probably so tired of answering football questions throughout your your career. So my last question for you here is, uh, when you came to Montreal, how long did it take you to try Poutine? And what is your honest review of it?
1: I love it. Um, I think the first place I went to was Schwartz. Schwartz is on, um, in Montreal, but uh, that, was, that was in training camp. I think it was one of the first things I did. Um, and I've probably tried a couple of different um, places since then. It's definitely not something I can have all the time. Um, maybe after, after a good win or something like that. But uh, probably, I mean, I might have had it two or three times uh, last year. I, I love it. I personally like it. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a, a fan favorite around around Montreal and, and Quebec, and yeah. starting to grow everywhere else too. So
1: it's something you have to. Uh, like my uh, my wife's parents, my in-laws are coming up uh, to watch the for the first game, and I'm going to take them to get some. I guess some Good team. Yeah. There
0: you go. Yeah. All right, man. Joseph, I just wanted to thank you again for hopping on with us. Uh, you know, I know you got like you. You've been telling us a busy, busy training, and uh, we're going to let you get back to that. And it's. Excited to watch you again this season. Excited to get the season started and see the boys out there.
1: Yeah, saying no, it's going to be really exciting. Um, You know, the crowd's always great. It's a nice, loud stadium. So I'm really looking forward to the year and, you know, another playoff run as well. So uh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely,